What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, we've had a lot of news in our respectable, you know, genres uh, that we like to enjoy. And we also had the Emmys this week, so there's a lot to talk about. How are you feeling? I'm doing well, man. Pretty excited. Like, my shout out to Regina King, shout out to Yaya Abdul Mahin, like just a super, super dope Emmys. I'm proud of everybody who won, at least the people that I was rooting for won. Felt good. Got a lot of good news this week. And a good thing, uh, probably won't. Fingers crossed, even though it happens every week, something major doesn't drop tomorrow because the major thing dropped today. The WandaVision trailer, which we will talk about in the show. But like, hopefully nothing drops. Also, we got a good movie to talk about today. With uh, Devil All the Time. Well, let me not say good. Let me just say weird. We have a movie. A very weird, weird piece of art that we have to review today. I don't even know if it had a through line. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Like, there were times where, like, my girlfriend's asked me, she's like, like, is this the movie? Like, or like, where, what, didn't, like, like I, don't, I don't know I don't the purpose. We'll talk know. about it. Yeah, man, it's weird. But shout out to Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. They still acted their ass off. But like, then we got to talk the boys today. Then we got to talk, uh, talk Lovecraft. Lovecraft took us to South Korea this week. Interesting. Yeah, I was kind of interested in that because you never really see a lot of takes on like with the Korean War. Like well, barely any. I thought that was World War because that was in 1950. Isn't that? uh? Mm, no, no, no. World War II ended in 45. Oh, damn. Well. That's a place that was 1950 for sure. Yeah, it was Korean War. Oh, okay, real. For sure. Dead. I guess I was tripping. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was because that was South Korea. I thought that was still the World War II shit era. Okay. Yes, Korean War went from uh, 1950 to 1953. Okay, bet, bet, bet. Oh yeah, you know you're right. You're right. All right. Lit. Damn, didn't know that. I thought that was like World War II remnants, like, you know, 1990. Because it started at like 45. But no, they well, did. Well, they, um, they mentioned Japanese people. So yeah, they, they did. And like they said, like the Japanese people like took over their. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting way too into the weeds about this. About with Lovecraft. I'm going to dive into all that later. But a lot of good stuff. I know Star Wars, you are, are happy, man. We finally got our first look. At the Mandalorian season two, even though there's word around town that Pedro Pascal and and uh Filoni and uh and uh Fivero got into a beef, and, and he oh, might man. he might not he might not have been in the suit like this whole season. Well, the thing about the Mandalorian is, who knows? You can't it might tell. not be what if <laughs> yo what, what if it's not his voice? Because they said there's beef, like there's real beef. I don't know. I mean, not, or do you not believe Grace like Randolph? Or do you not believe Grace Randolph? <sighs> I mean, I, Cause, I, cause I don't I, really. I, I, I don't mind if you don't believe her because a lot of like I, I I very rarely believe her. I just want to bring that up. A lot of the people in the Star Wars Twitter space have been like, "This BS." All right, bet. Like, bet. They're like, they're like, this this not real. Bet. I don't look like I said. I don't believe if, Grace if Randolph anything, either. That, if anything, Gina Carano is getting k- killed off. That's uh, that's gonna happen. She got that, canceled this happening. past weekend. She was so, she was wild, bro. Why? Like, why was she doing any of that this weekend? Her career's so her, her career's booming, and then now you just want to just shit on people. 
Yeah, like no, I mean that's where a lot of people are saying that Pedro couldn't have beef with the with the the showrunners because like he's been out front like being like, oh, well, what Gina Carano says isn't true. It's not where like people who are represent the Mandalorian like stand with and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, that's where I've been feeling like, well, I don't think Pedro Pascal would just be like defending, or I, you know, I don't feel like he would get into this beef at all if he didn't give a shit about the Mandalorian. Yeah, okay, real, for sure. Well, so all right, bet. Then, well, if you're ready, Shubi, we can get started because that's that just goes into our first topic. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's get started. So, yeah, the Mandalorian trailer. First little bit of news is that Tamara Morrison's agency confirms that he is playing Boba Fett. That's a little bit of rumor that I do trust. Yeah, because no. at this point... Because at this point, we do know that Cobb Vanth will be played by uh, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant, and the so, guy who plays the sheriff in all, in all of his roles. And so, this is where, like, I'm kind of expecting that even if there is the rumors that Pedro Pascal walked off or they don't have him for some episodes or whatever, I feel like there's going to be a whole episode that's going to have nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's going to be an entire episode that's going to be tomorrow Morrison getting his uh, armor back from Timothy Oliphant. It's going to have nothing to do with any of it. It it, it it may have to do with side characters setting up. Mm. All right. Yeah, I can believe it. Look, I'm not, I'm not mad at that prediction. I actually like that prediction. I think, like, if anything, I can I see them having two episodes without him because, like, we got a lot of new characters this arc. They mentioned, the, like, for the trailer to, to straight up say, you got to search for the Jedi. That tells me where we're going this season. That tells me what I need to know. That Ahsoka Tano's happening. All of that shit's going down. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear, like, granted, we won't see this, but, like, with those with those fighters, those Tide fighters, if that's not Gina Carano and oh boy, huh, we might we might go to, like, a little layup place or, like, deal with some, some shit like that. But, like, we won't see or anything. We might just hear, like, Yo, General Lair wants to talk to you, and like he might not, he might not go through with it, or some some shit, some shit along those lines. But yeah, yeah, definitely him, the scene with the with his ship and the X wings. You know that there's going to be like that new uh, Republic or new whatever. What, we're going to find out what's going on post Empire for yep. sure. At least uh, you know, knowing that we're going to have to deal with the Jedi. I'm thinking that. You know, maybe that Sasha Banks hooded figure has to do with the other side, maybe like a night sister or some kind of remnants of a dark side out there that yeah. is out to out to get him. You know, so we know that we're going to see Ahsoka at some point. I'm, you know, maybe she has a connection to like this new government or like maybe she's still rogue. Like, I don't know. We're so going to find all beef, that out. There's a lot of things they could hide beef with. <laughs> there's a For lot. Sure. They they don't need him this much this season, granted. And if they recast him, just cast Lewis Tanner, Henry Golden. Let's keep this shit pushing. <laughs> like, let's keep this shit pushing. Put them in the suit. It don't matter. It doesn't matter who's in that fucking suit. Just we just need someone for voiceover. And honestly, we can go call Sam Witwer and get his best uh, best uh, Mandalorian impression. Shoot, he'll do it. Why not? Mm-hmm. He'll do anything for Filoni. But I mean that. I mean that trailer looked good. I mean it. it didn't show yeah. us anything. It, it really didn't. We got to see the, Not, the the homing missiles again. Yeah, that was probably my favorite scene in the whole thing with like Baby Yoda pressing the button to like close close himself in. That's like the Star Wars humor that you expect. You know, you know Disney wants to throw in this humor, and a lot of people get at man- angry at the Marvel humor. 
but I feel like Filoni's done a good job of bringing the original trilogy humor into this Mandalorian ser- series. So, you he's know, the, not a, he's the not protege, a, man. Prank phone call, BS, general hugs. Your mom was trying to call you on the phone, but BS comedy. Yeah, no, look, you know he, he, he's the, he's the, uh, He's the whatchamacallit. He's the protege to Lucas. Like, he spent time with Lucas. If anybody gets what Lucas wanted to do and what he what he intended, it's Filoni. So, you know. Yeah, the only thing I'm concerned about, and, you know, luckily in the trailer we didn't see a lot of what's going to be, you know, these connections that we're talking about. You know, I'm worried it's going to get, like, too inside baseball for, like, the normal Disney Plus fan that's, you know, watched the first season of The Mandalorian because – Besides the dark saber, which they don't really talk about, they just show. That's it's pretty much you could just watch that series and not know anything about Star Wars and like be able to follow. Yeah. And I'm worried that like what they're gonna do here is like make it cater too much to the Star Wars fan that like the normal fan won't be able to understand it. But I mean, you know, screw them. So sorry. <laughs> I'm that I that's gonna happen this season. Like people are gonna yeah. be like. Who's a, who's that who's that orange blue girl? And they're gonna be like, go watch the animated series. And you know people aren't gonna do that. But I mean, it promote it cross promotes their 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 content and it makes you use Disney Plus because like for all the people who don't know who Ahsoka Tano and whatever other characters they include, there's Clone Wars, there's Rebels, there's so much you can watch. You can watch. Well, and since world. it comes out week to week, like and is all on Disney Plus, like I think it's a little bit easier for you to like expect the casual fan to do that because. You're like, hey, you know, we're not telling you to go watch something where you're going to have to go seek it out. Like, it's here. Yeah, no, I, I can see it happening. But that's all I really got on that. I'm excited. October's coming soon. Pretty soon we're going to have a full stack of Mandalorian, Lovecraft, and The Boys, which will be peak I think bros who binge content. It'll be finishing out when it's starting. Yeah, no, sure, it'll, so. it will have, we'll have one week of it. One, like, jam-packed week. Yeah. But the other rumor that's been going around is that uh, Tom Hardy is supposed to be Bond after Craig. You know, there hasn't been any, like, real legit confirmations to this, but I've seen a lot of people talking about it. But from what I'm hearing, they were supposed to make this announcement in November. Like, the movie was supposed to be out in April, and they were going to make the announcement in November of this year. So, like, I could see this happening. The only thing that makes me question it, the only thing is Tom Hardy's a very similar bond to Daniel Craig. They're almost a continuation of one another. If not... Tom Hardy's more dark and in in brawlery than Craig. I thought they were gonna go more suave, like Henry Cavill, or more uh, gadgety. But if they're going get back to the Pierce Brosnan era, kind of, or, or, or even the Sean Connery era, yeah, like yeah. you know, you know, like just more gadgety, more more cue him meeting. But if they're gonna go the Tom Hardy route, that's just Daniel Craig continued, but a, but in my opinion, darker. And I and I don't it's, dislike that, you know. Well, it seems like I think they're taking a page out of like what worked recently, and I think people are more so fans of the Daniel Craig era than they are in some of the more in between that and Connery. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I think that they want to try and play off of that. I, you know, it all kind of depends, in my opinion, how this one goes because what you had two good ones, two bad ones. This is like the the last film to kind of close it all out. And I, I don't know. But, at, at this point, my question is, do we really even need more bonds? That, that's a good question. I'll answer that in a second. But I will say this. The Daniel Craig era has been the most popular Bond era since Connery. Like you said, it wasn't considered like the Timothy Dalton, like maybe not Roger Moore, but Timothy Dalton 
and all those guys in between were seen as like B B roll action films. It wasn't like the prestige James Bond, which we feel like today with uh, Daniel Craig. And I don't even think Pierce Brosnan, like, yeah, Halle Berry was in it. I think that was pretty. Well, I think they, they were high level Bonds, but like when it comes to quality of movie, like they were Casino Royale is like, oh yeah, no, Casino Royale is like, I mean, Casino Royale is like a top tier all time movie kind Sky of thing. Skyfall is like, amazing too. We're like Die Another Day and, uh, you know, uh, GoldenEye and stuff like that. They're like good action movies, but they're not. They're not. It's like, like you know, it's kind of like Laura Croft's Tomb Raider. That's like how I always put those movies together. It's like they were good action movies, like in the time that we were living in. But like they weren't all time great films movies. or something like that. You know? No, I agree. And look, to answer your question, do we need Bond? I'm I'm you know where I'm at with that. I need more protagonists. I need more protagonists than uh in my guy uh what's his name? Fuck why am I why am I blanking on uh, what you're talking about John David Washington he's the, he's the protagonist but like what's my what's my boy's name? What's what's Robert Pattinson? Pattinson? Yeah what's his name in that movie? Isn't it like Klein or like is something whatever his name is in there. Uh oh, I don't remember. I don't remember his name either but like I need more missions with those two homies before I need Bond. Like, I don't care too much. Like, I, give me some more Tenant sequels. That's what I want. Neil! Got it. Neil. Didn't even have to look it up. I was about to look it up. Neil. Need some more missions with the protagonist and Neil. But, I mean, you know, I'm always down for a good Bond, if it's good. Like, I enjoy those movies. And But I must say, I enjoy those movies how they're made now more so than how they were made in the past. Like, those movies are really good as like what you're saying, like Casino Royale style, like take these movies super serious. And Tom Hardy does that. Tom Hardy allows see, for that to happen. You know, th- this one's going to, this newest one's going to be interesting. Cause you know, you got a lot of star power. You got, you know, Daniel Craig on a, on a Darmus. Love um, seeing her in it. I'm, I'm uh, Rami Malek. Yeah. So. Rami's the villain and Christoph the- Waltz makes an appearance. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and the one thing I saw on Twitter that was pretty interesting, they were like, Picture this, Tom Hardy, James Bond, Christopher Nolan, Robert Pattinson, and the villain. That'd be lit, but I, it, and, I, don't think, and I'm, I don't think Nolan will ever do a Bond because they didn't let him do it when he wanted. And he's done his, I don't think, I, I don't think he'll do it. I really don't. I don't well, buy you it. Know, this is an actor that he's worked with before. That's true. So like maybe there's like a, a way that they can get that to happen. Look, I, I, I'm more so I'm interested in the idea of Robert Pattinson coming in and playing a villain because especially when we talk about the movie that we watch this week, Devil All the Time, you know, our pets can be can be dark and mean and yeah and downright despicable. No, I so, agree. Look, I'm down for it. I'd be willing to see him be a Bond villain. I'm down throw John David as the villain. I'm down for that too. Shit. I'm down for anything if Nolan's taking over Bond, but let's get to some serious shit. Like and I and I and I, and I stuck out my comic book. I, I've increased my comic book knowledge and lore over the weekend. I've increased my nerddom. I'm almost I'm ha- about halfway through with Dune. I understand where that movie's going. I'm hyped. I'm hyped now. But okay. I increased my comic lore. This one's this is huge. So this is huge. This has big ramifications for the future of the MCU. Jonathan Majors has been tapped for the leads of the next Ant-Man movie role. He's going to play the supervillain, Kang the Conqueror. Now, I know on the outside, it's like, Ant-Man, why does that, how does that make sense? Well, Quantum, oh. quantum Realm, Ant-Man's the time traveler. Kang's a time, Kang's a time traveler. Kang also has to deal with the Young Avengers, which I believe Ant-Man is going to set up. We see through all these different MCU shows that are coming out. 
Falcon uh, WandaVision, which we're going to talk about. We got Wiccan and Speed, uh, uh, Hawkeye, which is coming out. We got Kate Bishop. I believe in um, Falcon Winter Soldier, we're either going to get American Patriot, which is the black Captain America, but I don't think so. I think they're going to give us a America Chavez, which is the Latino girl who's like a Captain America since we have Falcon already. I think that's the route they're going to go with it. And then you get Cassie Lang, who is the young at Yellow Jacket, and that's the new Avengers. But they're missing one person from that team, Iron Lad, which is Kang the Conqueror from the past as a child before he becomes Kang the Conqueror. He becomes Iron Lad. So that means we're going to get a black Iron Lad as well as Kang the Conqueror's name. And Iron Lad's name is Nathaniel Richards, the ancestor to Reed Richards, which means Reed Richards will be an African-American or mixed some form of POC character. Well, I mean, he could, he could still be white. And then, yeah. You know, and what, what's it, is it Sue Storm's son? Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. It's, it's Nathaniel Richards, Kang the Conqueror, is Reed Richards' great, 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 uh. Grand, that's why it, like that's why I'm saying that it's not his son like it's not his son it's not it's not um I think I think the name's Nate I, I might I might have said Nate Richards and that might be the son's name it's, but but it's 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 something like that it's not it, that's not his name whatever King the Conqueror's young name is it's something Richards I think it's, it's Nathaniel. Nathaniel that's what it's, I saw yeah it's Nathaniel okay I, okay but yeah so he is like his ancestor like his his great 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 grandfather gotcha. that's why I said he's either gonna be mixed. Or black, like he's gonna be one of those. So yeah, so, this is yeah. major, major yeah, ramifications for like what we're gonna see in a fantastic forecasting. So yeah, yeah, that's, and that's new, pretty major. And Young Avengers, this this we can also get Kang to come back as um because he does the contest of champions where he puts all the Avengers against each other. Kang is this 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 villain that I see not as a Thanos where. It's it's building up to this one final battle. Kang's a villain that I see is going to have his hand into multiple things at multiple times. Yeah, I mean, I guess he is kind of going to be like, I feel like Galact- Galactus is going to be the, the Thanos villain. I can see from, that. Or in, Doom. In Eternals. Or, or Doom. Doom. Or Doom. But I mean, I feel like we're so far away from getting to the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. I mean, we're like years, but five this is the, years at this least. Is this, this is the beginning of it, though. This 1,000% is the beginning of it. Yes, yes. I mean, I feel like this is definitely going to get the ball rolling for sure. And that you, I agree that I think Jonathan Majors getting this role is, has him going to appear. He's going to be in probably an Avengers movie down the line, prob- maybe even in this the Doctor Fantastic. Strange. I don't he know. Might, well, look, he's definitely going to be in Ant-Man. He's going to be in Young Avengers because he's always chasing Iron Lad, which is his, which is his younger self. We're, uh, he's he's going to be in Fantastic Four. And I think, he, like you said, he's going to be in a, an Avengers villain at some point as well. Jonathan Majors, this is huge for him, brother. Going from Lovecraft and MCU breaks my fucking heart. Breaks my heart as a DC stan to see HBO and Warner Brothers let that brother walk. Shame yes. on you. But, but let me collect myself, calm myself down because we got another young brother that just made an amazing movie who I'm hearing, even Christopher Nolan said he should be Green Lantern. We didn't talk about that, but if CN said this man should be Green Lantern and Jonathan and, and JD Dubs was like, you know, I'd do it. <laughs> so like, 
<laughs> Jonathan Majors, you can go be Kang, brother. I'm cool with it. I got JD Dubs. But, you know, like I said. You know, from seeing him doing what he's done previously, it's very hard for me to consider him being, like, this big bad. A villain? Because he's been been the hero so many times. But he's a complex character. That's what this guy is. And that's what we... And funny enough, with this episode right here of Lovecraft, we see Tick is this... He's not this just good guy. He's this complex character that had to kill that. And, like, that's what Kang is. Kang gets corrupted over time and becomes this complex character to where... He develops a God complex, but it's through multiple wars and through going through time, seeing the evils of humanity he becomes this anti-hero villain. So it's, it's going to be a complex character if they do it right. Big, big kudos to Jonathan Majors, man. This is huge, huge for him. But like I said, this is, this is giant. huge, huge implications for the MCU, giving us Iron Lad, the Iron Man replacement, and giving us our Reed Richards giving us a little insights on our Fantastic Four. But if Reed Richards is black, I'm guaranteeing Sue Storm's a white lady and, and, and Johnny's going to be a white dude. Now the thing, the thing might be Latino. The thing may be Asian. They might go that route with it, but you know, we're going to see a, probably a multicultural Fantastic Four. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that with Jonathan Majors cast of this, we'll definitely get like what you're saying, like black Mr. Fantastic for all the other ones. We all know it's so be so far down the line. It's too far down, but that's the one you can, that's the one you can predict. Yeah. You can almost bank that with this. Like, like I said, either black or mixed, he might be like a a super light skinned guy because of through the generations, but it's going to be one of the two, because when you cast Jonathan Majors as Kang, you set implications for your universe going forward. Yeah. But I'm excited for that he's going to be in the Ant-Man franchise. It gives me a little bit of hope after Ant-Man and the Wasp that we're going to get a good I, one. Ant-Man 3, is that basically just like Ant-Man 3, New Ave- Young Avengers? Like, what's that movie going to be? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's definitely, and obviously it's going to deal with time travel. But what if it's a movie where no one wins? Like, what if that's the movie where we get not only Cassie Lang as Yellow Jacket or Ant-Man, but what if that's the movie where we see young Kang the Conqueror and get Iron Lad. Like, what if it's a movie where no one wins? Like, it's just time travel shenanigans. I could see it being time travel. You know it's going to be comedic, which is my thing. So, like, I'm one... That was my thing. I was like, you're going to bring in this But see, I think that might change the tone. Villain. That might That's change the tone like, of it. How, like, how is the tone going to be if you're going to bring in Kang the Conqueror to be the villain in an Ant-Man movie? Like, this, this is not going to be how oh Hardy Har Paul Rudd. Like, no, I don't yeah. think so. I think you're I think we're going to see. You're not going to see his little his little side crew with Ti. Like I mean, no, no, they're not in this one. <laughs> no, they're not in this one. You you get Jonathan Majors as your big bad. <laughs> you're you're you you raise the stakes for Ant Man. So gets me hyped for Ant Man three. But that's all I got on that. But let, we're staying in the MCU. We're not getting out. A lot of big MCU news dropped, but. Can we talk about why it dropped real quick? Just side note. Do you know why it dropped all this why? news? Because they were trying to cover up Chris Evans's wang. <laughs> Chris, oh, yeah, Chris Evans so? is, Yeah, they did 1,000%. They were trying to cover up his nude leaks. And a lot of, like, movie Twitter people were talking about that. They were like, Disney had to do this. Like, Disney was trying to cover up those nude leaks. Like, for a while, I didn't see anything about it. My, my timeline was covered with nerd shit. And then some, some women I follow were like, ooh, did you, girl, you got the tea? And I was like, I mean, I heard about it, but like, like, it wasn't, it it wasn't as big, but that's my thing. It wasn't that big because Marvel dropped a bunch of news. That's just a conspiracy theory I have. I mean, yeah, but I mean, even if that, when all of this wouldn't happen, I don't really think that would have been that big a deal. I mean, what? 
this that stuff happens all the time. But I don't like know. Jennifer Lawrence was a big deal. Well, and you know, if we're calling it a spade a spade, D, the reason DC dropped a whole bunch of shit months ago is because you know because Ray they were Fisher called out. Yeah, yeah, no, we can talk about it all. That is facts. Like Ray Fisher's <laughs> going in on Warner Brothers, but it's more so Jeff Johns, which breaks my heart. Because as a comic book fan, I'm a big Jeff Johns fan. But if he did Ray Fisher dirty, or we, we still don't know what happened. That's why I haven't commented on it yet. But like, damn, just Jeff Johns. I can see why he's no longer in the picture. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. People thought he was just going to do his own thing, but like, dude was being scandalous. Whatever he was doing, we don't know yet. So, but so that is why that is why both of them were dropping news. That is a fact. <laughs> yes. So I guess you know, if news gets dropped. Someone did something sketchy somewhere. That's Maybe. what you know. Yeah. So you know, but Tatiana uh, Maslany is set to play the lead role of the upcoming She-Hulk series at Disney Plus. Uh, the series centers on a lawyer for Jennifer Walter, uh, on lawyer Jennifer Walters, cousin of Bruce Banner, who inherits his Hulk powers after she receives blood transfusion from him. Unlike Luke, I mean, unlike Bruce, whenever she hulks out, Jennifer is able to retain most of her personality, intelligence, and emotional control. It was announced earlier this week that Kat Coro had boarded She-Hulk as director and executive producer. She will direct the pilot and additional episodes of the series. Jessica Gao is writing the series and serving as executive producer and show runner as well yes for those who need to know jessica wall it's going to be interesting if they make Je- uh, jennifer walters she hulk the whole time or if it's something she transforms in and out of normally in comic books she's she hulk all the time but she's a lawyer which makes sense since we might not get daredevil by the time spider-man 3 drops because peter parker's gonna need a lawyer <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> so it might be Jennifer Walters. Again, Marvel uh, doing amazing, amazing weaving this and knitting this together. But if I had to bet my no. money on it, I, I thought Daredevil was going to make an appearance in Spider-Man 3, but now I think it's going to be just be Jennifer Walters and they're going to save Daredevil for another time. So Tatiana Maslany, she was in Perry Mason. You saw Perry Mason. She was in Orphan Black, too. She was really good in, in uh, Perry Mason, too. All right, so you think, uh, you know, they, yeah, she can pull it off. Good casting. Yeah, I think it is, and also she looks like uh, Mark Ruffalo. So that's another okay. thing because because they're cousins. Like they look very similar. They both have like olive tone complexion. Uh, for white people, they're not just pale or anything. Like they look very similar. So I dig it, man. I dig all of this. So good for her. Good casting. Right. She's an orphan black as well, too. So she was good. Yeah, I, I haven't really seen a lot of the stuff that she was in. So she was damn good in Perry Mason. She was hella believable. But th- these are different roles. Like Perry Mason's super serious. Yeah, so um, the other thing in there, you know, Jessica Gao being the showrunner. Jessica Gao, for people who don't know who she is, she's a writer on Rick and Morty, wrote mm-hmm. Pickle Rick episode and some of the others. Um, she uh, is, that's basically her main thing. She was also on Silicon Valley. Um, Both great comedies. And then, you know, did some some stuff in her early years for uh, Nickelodeon. So... And Kat this Coro has kinda, a good resume. Kat Coria, we're going to talk about her again later on for a film that she's got going on. But like, yeah, she she's been around. She's been around the block as well. So, you know, they got they got some good. They got they got good people in this. Like, you know, Kat Coria. I guess the one thing that she was in was uh, she did Always Sunny in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Did you know that her husband is uh is Billy Walsh from Entourage? Cat Corio? Yeah, his name is Reese Corio. And, oh, and that's Billy Walsh, yo. That that's that's my guy. Shout out to shout out to Reese Corio. Didn't know that, but I'm excited for the She-Hulk thing, man. It should be good. 
Yeah, me too. I, I think it's going to be pretty good. I like the, you know, the people that they have behind it. Uh, well, this, this is a movie, right? Or is no, it a series? it's a TV show. That's right. Yeah, it's a series. It's going to be Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah Disney, Plus. Disney Plus. All of this is part of the Marvel shit. So, which is, yeah. Which is leading I, to whatever they're going to do. I think I, rem- I remember on the slate that they had this coming in like 2022. But I think this is going to get... This might, forward, you think? this might get pushed forward because like, the slate's moving because we're going to get, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. WandaVision drops in December. Falcon Winter Soldier got pushed back to 2021. I could see that being at the beginning of 2021. And then I could see us maybe either getting She-Hulk or, or Hawkeye. But I think She-Hulk's going to come before Hawkeye. I think She-Hulk's before Hawkeye. Yeah, I think She-Hulk's going to come before Hawkeye into 2021, early 2022. So the slate's getting pushed around, so it's going to be interesting to see. Because well, it corona. seems like with all the news that they have now, that they have the pieces to move forward. So as soon as, as soon as I feel like they get the, the green light, they're just going to go ahead well, and start they, Well, that. they're filming WandaVision right now. They're finishing it up. That's why it's jumping forward. They got to wait on Falcon Winter Soldier because they got to go some places. So mm. they can't yeah. do it all in L.A., so they got to figure that shit out. But that's why things are getting pushed around. But that's all I got on that. All right, well, we were just talking about Cat Corio. Cat Corio also has a film that's now set to release on Valentine's Day 2020. Um, it's a rom-com called... Oh, 2021, I'm sorry. Got you. It's a rom-com called Marry Me, and it has Jennifer Lopez uh, starring as a musical superstar named Cat Valdez, who is one half of a sexy celebrity power couple who are about to wed before an audience of their fans in a ceremony that will be streamed across multiple platforms. But seconds before the ceremony... She learns that Bastian, her BF, has cheated on her with her assistant. And in retaliation and a moment of desperation, she pulls Owen Wilson, a random math teacher, from out of the crowd and agrees to marry him on stage instead. The film will then explore how two different people from worlds apart can bridge the the gulf between them as other forces are trying to drive them apart. So This could either be really good or really bad. Like There's no in-between. I think it's going to be really bad. But uh, you know, I'm I'm surprised that it's going to be something that's in a theater. It sounds like a Netflix movie. This is going to be interesting. Jennifer Lopez had is trying to redeem her career post Hustlers, which was good, and maybe she's only tackling good stuff. But this sounds like it's going to either be really bad or really good. It sounds like a typical Owen Wilson rom com where he's just like this goofy guy or whatever. But maybe it's the Owen w- Wilson wow. songs. Maybe it's the old Wilson, Wilson song. Songs. Give me a break. <laughs> we might see it. It might be possible. I'm gonna give him a shot. You know. We'll but yeah, see. so so I, you know, in the mix of a whole bunch of uh, comic book movie news, I wanted to throw this in here because it, it was a, a pretty pretty crazy sounding deal um, with J Lo getting a uh, J Lo and Owen Wilson. Interesting. Right. But we got two trailers to talk about. The first one is uh, Love and Monsters, starring Dylan O'Brien. Weird trailer. Weird, weird trailer. It, weird concept it was of one a of movie, these, too. Yeah, it was a pretty weird concept movie. Pretty much the concept is, like, the apocalypse happening, and, like, monsters have decided that they're going to take over Earth. Yeah, that's why the apocalypse is happening. Earthlings went underground, and he's trying to find the love of his life across the world. Weird to see that this is where Dylan O'Brien's going with his career now. Like, maybe this yeah. movie's going to be good, but, like, I don't know. I don't know, like Michael Rooker's in it, like weird vibes. Yeah, Michael Rooker's in it. I mean, it's it doesn't look terrible. It doesn't, but it doesn't look but good. Like, neither 
did Maze Runner and American Assassin. Neither of them look terrible either. You know what I'm saying? American Assassin was pretty good. I got well. I'm not. I'm not even saying that both of them are bad. I'm just saying like, but they're not like you know, you know this. this, When you say that this is what Dylan O'Brien is choosing to do, this is pretty much the hill that he's dying on. Yeah, like why is he doing this? He's doing these middle of the road action movies that like people would see and might enjoy. But like at the end of the day, like it's not no one's pushing the saying, needle. Oh yeah, Dylan O'Brien should be the next James Bond. Like you know. Yeah, no, I, I just well, I expected more of him after American Assassin. I thought he was just getting growing up, but this is like going backwards to me. Yeah. Whereas his whereas his buddy Logan Logan Lerman's doing good work, doing good shit. Like Logan Lerman just was in in Hunters. Like he's doing prestige yeah. stuff. Whereas. Dylan O'Brien, love and monsters, but this could be some now, Scott Pilgrim esque shit. It could be good. Who knows? Now, granted, we're you know we're, we're trashing it a little bit, but if you watch the trailer, it, do, it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't, but it just this is where but he's like, going with his career. Okay. It almost looks like a more seriously toned Zombie Land. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I'll, I'll watch it. I don't. Yeah, know. I just don't know if it's gonna be good. But I just don't know if it's going to be like something that I'm going to come on here and recommend. Yeah, definitely not. I don't think so. But but I would can, I would tell you to go check out the trailer and see what you think. Yeah, let us know if you if you think Dylan O'Brien's next movie is going to be good. Let us know on Twitter. But Schubert buried the lead like pretty far. So let's talk about this WandaVision trailer, man. A big acid trip. That's what I'm calling this TV show because <laughs> that's what it is. It does pretty much seem like a big ass trip. I know when we first were talking about WandaVision, like the whole thought process and like the main marketing was like them in the sitcom esque doing like I Love Brady Lucy Bunch, kind of deal. I Love Lucy going through the different ones. Yeah. And like for a while, it's kind of seems like the vibe, like at the start of the trailer. And then you start seeing like the warp stuff happening. And you're like, whoa, what is this? And then like it gets to color and you see like, you know, vision. And all the, I, I just can't. It's hard. It's such a warped trailer to describe because, like, so it's much. It's like they happens. start off first is like these lovers. I love Lucy. They have the conversation yeah, yeah. with the the seventy shows mom, and then she's like, "We gotta have kids." So then it goes to another sitcom style where they where we see Wicked and Speed, who I mentioned. We see the two babies. I'm assuming they're gonna grow up. But to me, all of this seems like Wanda went crazy, went nuts because she lost vision and created her own universe inside of our universe or inside of the MCU universe. And this is like a little pocket dimension where people can go in because we're seeing people getting shot out. But I'm guessing Vision's alive again. And he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's like, yo, what's she doing? She wallowing. <laughs> but that's what it looks like, yo. It looks like Wanda's off her shit. Like, Rhonda, Wanda is fucked up. That's what this shit looks like. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting series because we're going to get, like, Wanda being, like, super super fucked up just like doing whatever like i almost feel like she's like low-key part of part villain in this series she they say she's she's an antagonist for dr strange they say she's gonna be in miss in multiverse of madness is like antagonist style and this leads to that sort of yeah so yeah yeah so i mean like i feel like the the implications are going to be more than we thought it was at first and saying that this is what we're going to get first you know, this it's is going to set the tone. So, you know, as this being the first MCU series on Disney Plus. They have to be confident know, we ta- in it to, to put it over Falcon Winter Soldier. Well, and also, you know, we were talking off air about, you know, can we be confident in Disney Plus series? We've talked shit about that in the past, but what the Mandalorian's been able to do, and Mandalorian was, you know, able to win Emmys tonight. So, 
you know, they're not putting, I feel like Disney is taking the properties, like, like I said, the properties that have their own little marks under the Disney plus, like that is their own thing. Like, I mean, and even if you think about it, the Simpsons is on Disney plus. So it's not like you can't have like a little bit of adult theme on, on some Disney plus shows. It just so depends like, on whose banner it's under. Is it under the Disney banner? Is it, under it's going to be under the MCU. It's, yeah, it's Feige. And- and I and so, I don't think and I don't think Feige's putting out trash. I think Feige's putting no. out whatever he wants. Like he's doing what he wants, the tone he wants. He does not care because he has car blanche because he's made billions for Disney. So whatever Feige wants, Feige's gonna get. So they like like you said, if it's a Disney thing under Disney Plus, expect childlike. If it's something else like Fox Searchlight, which is like their Fox banner where they make indie movies, or if it's like um Star Wars or Disney Marvel. Or Pixar, you know? Yeah, like those are the different divisions. When you see the name of it, that's how you know if it's going to be childish or not. But nah, this looks good. I'm excited for this. Got a little Monica Rambeau sighting. The black lady who got flung out, which who is from Captain Marvel, the little girl from Captain Marvel. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see if she has powers. Then we see the, the lady who's in Bad Moms as like the neighbor looking yeah. all messed up. And, and crazy. And Wanda's acid trip. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. It's going to be interesting to see. But this trailer's good. But I'm just, I'm very curious because, I, like I said, I think this is all a product of Wanda's reality powers. And we see Vision's Mind Stone allow that lady to talk. And so it's going to be interesting to see how their powers clash and how Vision's going to get out of this because this looks like he, he's being held captive. <laughs> that's, that, that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, dude. And so December is when that's coming out. Yep, December, December 2020. So we'll we'll get that then. But next up, some the final uh, bit of Marvel news. We got Adil El Arby and Bilal Falal. Sorry if I pronounced any of these names wrong. There's gonna be a lot of weird names. Yeah, mispronouncing a name. I, I, I know. Who helmed this year's action throwback? Bad Boys for Life are joining to direct episodes of Miss Marvel. Alongside them include. Mira Minon, a TV vet known for directing episodes of The Punisher, Titans, and The Walking Dead, alongside indie feature films like Farrah Goes Bang. And finally, we have documentarian Shermeen Aboid Chinoy joining the team who won an Oscar for both Girl in the River, The Prince of Forgiveness, and Saving Price. Face. Oh, Price of Forgiveness and Saving Face. Both of these works explored, uh, garnered, are gendered. Uh, gendered violence in Pakistan. This is a fascinating team to assemble. Uh, so yeah, basically they're making the show Miss Marvel, which comes from yeah. head writer Bisha K. Ali. This is cool because she's also part of like this Young Avengers team, but more so like she's the she's the liaison between the Young Avengers and the Big Avengers, like the Big Avengers team. Like she's on both teams, as well as this could be them going round to it in humans. Sure. Yeah, I mean... You know, this is going to be another series on Disney Plus. Uh, the you know the, the names attached obviously play in well for this being the first Muslim superhero to appear on screen. Um, I think that you know we're going to get some really serious stuff. You know, in this in uh, in this show, like you know they are not getting bad directors to to jump in and do this. Nope, they're taking um, and, this, they're taking this serious as they should. But like like I said, I think this is going to give us more than human shit. We're going to get more in human shit because you got to remember, they're trying to do Illuminati. We reported D- Daniel RPK said that and Black Bolt told her that. So, like, we could sure. see and she's yeah. she. And I just played this new Avengers game, which she's and she in. plays a big part in. It. She's a yeah. big part of it. And the way she gets formed is through Terrigen gas, 
which comes from the Inhumans. And but, see, this is why that TV show never made sense to me because the way the Inhumans comes is so is such from a Marvel thing. By having the Eternals, the Eternals are an offshoot inside of humanity when they come to Earth. The Eternals make offshoots of the X Men, which are mutants, as well as Inhumans. So from the Eternals, you get these two groups made, which are evolutions of humans just through different forms of DNA. Thus, we could see some shit with the humans with Miss Marvel and all this. That's why COVID's kind of messing up their slate. Because, like, we're supposed to have the Eternals now, which is leading up to some of this shit that we're about to get, which sets the... Not now, but it's supposed to soon. Soon, whereas Ant-Man sets the groundwork for Fantastic Four, Eternals sets the groundwork for this Inhumans and X-Men shit. Which is crazy how, like, all this stuff is supposed to connect down the line. But, yeah, I mean... They're doing uh, the damn thing. They're doing the damn thing, that's for sure. So, you know, I didn't even know that about Internals, like, sending off the two offshoots. So, like, that's... So, even Internals is going to set up where we go with X-Men, too. And, you know, we're hearing a lot of rumors about that as I've well. Been, so, like, I mean, it's we, only a matter of time. We've been said that yeah, Internals brings the X-Men. When I found that out, I was like, oh, that's... That's how they're doing it. And it's just going to be some... Well, shit. I knew that that's what I was... But I didn't even realize that this is the whole deal with, like, the Inhumans as well. Yeah. You it, know... It, it, it's happened both that way and through Terrigen gas, which, like, explodes and thus creates new humans. But I, I see it more so as that way because it's easier to explain. Like, they hit away from Earth and then releasing Terrigen gas, like, kind of enhanced the gene in normal humans and it made new and humans grow thus Miss Marvel, but having to force out the old and humans. So I could see so, it happening in multiple ways. So Miss Marvel's a younger character, as you're saying. Yeah, she's, she can go anywhere between 15 to 18. She can go anywhere right. between that. So she's a teenager. Yeah, she's like, she's like Spider-Man. Okay. So that, that's, what, that's what they're going for that. But that's and what's, like her, what's like her main power? She can stretch her... Stretch, like, yeah. She can I- stretch her hand like super big she can like stretch her. i don't know if she can stretch as much as mr fantastic but she's like luffy like she can and make she's big a rubber fish. person yeah she's another rubber person that's pretty much what she what she is but next up we got disney will likely delay black widow uh it was slated to open november 6 but now it's not looking like that's ha- gonna happen the studio is also looking for uh options to do with soul soul was scheduled to release on november 20th but it's looking like it's not gonna happen they may move it to disney plus depending which would be really interesting because like if you if you ask a lot of people uh who are thinking about what's going to be on the oscars well up for the oscars a lot of people had soul as not an animated feature for oscar like a, a feature feature oh. oscar. Mm-hmm. so like if soul moves to disney plus then you got to think that they're going to start making it's like you know they're going to take disney plus more seriously like this but i just don't i don't know a single person who's seen mulan me neither like i, I, I no one in my circle like yeah. certainly i've seen people talk about it but no one that, like, I know. No, no one personally I know has seen Mulan is going to pay $30 to watch that movie. Yeah, I, know, I just don't see it happening. And no one no. I follow, I think, I, I think has seen it. Like, I haven't seen, like, my movie community on Twitter. No one's hit me up like, yo, I've seen Mulan. Like, people hit me up. They're like, yo, I saw Tenet when you go in. People hit me up for that. Like, I got, I got, call, I got tweeted at that. They were like, yo, we're ready for the Tenet review. Shout out to Tyler Peterson. But, like, nobody's hitting me up. Talking about Mulan, nobody. So like, I don't. Know. So that's why we haven't talked about it. 
Yeah, I'm not paying thirty dollars for nothing that no one wants to talk about. I told Schubert if he wants us to review it, he can spend thirty bucks. I'm not buying it. I refuse. I'm not buying that shit. I'll go watch Tenet again in theaters if you want. Like I'll do that before I I spend thirty bucks for sure. But for sure. Finally, did you see Shia LaBeouf doing his fast times in Ridgemont High? Uh, loved it. (laughs) Shia loved it, bro. He didn't give no. He didn't give a fuck. But he memorized all his lines. He was the only one that wasn't reading. He he was in character. Funny enough. That was method acting at his finest. Yeah, and you know good. what's his name? Sean Penn, who played the character, was laughing his ass was off. there, and he he loved it. And yeah. I was I was like, this is the best thing I've seen out of all these like Zoom, you know, actor readings. Like Shia LaBeouf in here in his truck, smoking smoking a, a joint, like Jeff just like Spicoli. Jake Spicoli, like he you know he, he even like came in there without a shirt on, and then like the scene where like he has to put on a shirt, he's like. I'm gonna put on a shirt or whatever. Like he he was there, he was in it, he was acting. And you know, we talked about his most recent movie, uh, The Tax Collector. And honestly, I thought he did a, a good job for the character that he played in that in that movie. You know, regardless of whether or not he was know. a cholo or you know, whatever. <laughs> but like, you know, the Shia LaBeouf, he's, he's doing out it. there, man. He's doing it. Like, he's up there, man. They they need to anything, give him a one of these big directors need to give him a role. Well, I mean, the one thing we've been hearing for him is, and we've talked about it before, is that he would, they're talking about him putting in the X-Men, which would be cool. I don't know if I want him to be Iceman, but. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. I've heard Moon Knight. I think Moon Knight gives him a little more to chew on. Yeah, but Moon Knight, I don't know if he could be Moon Knight. Moon Knight's this bipolar Jewish guy. That's what he is. He gets, he yeah, gets but he's like, basically Batman. He gets That's what I'm saying. Egyptian I never thought powers. Shia LaBeouf could be Batman. I, we thought Shia LaBeouf could be Red Hood, though. I've seen that. I've said that myself. Like, all he got to do is work out a little bit. But I don't want, honestly, I don't want Shia LaBeouf to do any of this. Like, I don't want Shia LaBeouf to go to superhero land. I want him to I go. I don't know if I do either, yeah. I don't want him to go that way. I want him to go work with Martin Scorsese or Quentin Tarantino or Denis Villeneuve. I want him to go work with these big, big name directors to make some crazy or de- actually I want y'all about to go work with David Fincher and do like some seven like psychopath detective like in, in those Jake Gyllenhaal S roles like prisoner and shit I want y'all about to do some shit like that or like what you said like Scorsese I don't know who's like our new up and coming gangster, gangster director yeah. but like you know I, like I said I thought in tax collector oh, I thought wait. he did good for what he was what he was trying to do you just brought it up the new age like type of which I see or Scorsese S Put him with the Safadi brothers. Mm, the Safadi brothers, yeah. Give us a good time, uncut Jim Shia LaBeouf movie. And yeah. he fits that genre beautifully. For sure. So For like, sure. let him get with the Safadi brothers. Something like that. I don't want to see him go superhero land. I really don't. Like, yeah, but I mean, th- this just made me love Shia LaBeouf even more. Yeah, he did his thing. Also, we got some Emmy winners. Uh, yeah. I, just, I want to shout out Zend- I, Zendaya. Oh, you got him? Yeah, My I got ball. him. I got him. Uh, well, you know, I'm not going to go through all the comedy ones because pretty much it was every person from Schitt's Creek one. Yeah, and is that a good Schitt's, show? Are you I pissed about I, that? Honestly, I haven't watched it. And I, I know, like you wanted Maisel I know that's to like blasphemy. Oh, no, that's right. Man. I thought the Maisel was like, you know, not that it wasn't bad this season, but I mean, it just like, wasn't, it wasn't best. as great as like the earlier seasons. Okay. But, um, but yeah, man, like, you know, honestly, I just hadn't really gotten around to Schitt's Creek. Like... I think I wa- tried to watch the pilot one day and maybe it was just like, I wasn't feeling it that day or something, but like, and the people that I'm around aren't big Shit's Creek fan, but I have met a ton of them. 
So like, I know that people like the show and maybe it's something that we, we're going to have to get into because I mean, it's, what, it's a 30 minute show that's on Netflix. So it's not like we can't watch it. No one I know who watches comedy shows like talking about has seen Shit's Creek. So it's interesting. Like, that's why I asked you, what you think? Because like, you're one of the comedy guys that, and if you I mean, I've, see it, I know it's, I know. I haven't I, heard, I haven't heard anyone tell me that Shit's Creek's bad. But it's I haven't just heard like, that either. something that I've like. Heard people say they watch. Well, I mean, I've, yeah, I can't say that I haven't heard people say that they watch it, but I haven't, like, it's just something that I haven't gotten into watching. Well, good for Shit's Creek winning comedy. Who but, did beat out? Who did but they, 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 won, out? they won every single comedy thing. Yeah, they went seven for seven. I saw somebody tweeting that. They, who they beat yeah, out um, mainly for comedy this year? Barry? Yeah, Barry. Um, here, let me. I only got the winners, not the noms. Uh, I'm just interested in comedy. That's all. Because the other ones, I, I know the pretty much the noms for those. Just. Interesting, man. I'm not. I'm not a big comedy TV guy because my my show never wins. It's always. Oh uh, yeah, what we do in the shadows, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, Maisel, the Kaminsky Method, Insecure, The Good Place, Dead to Me, and Curb. So honestly, all those shows, like I could see why it won. All those shows had kind of a missed season this year. Like Insecure except for what we do in the good. shadows, but what we do in the shadows is a show like on what TBS. So I mean, that's not gonna win anything. Yeah, it's interesting. Good for Shit's Creek. All right, let's get to the mate. Let's get to the important shit. Shout All right, well, Watchmen. yeah, limited series. Uh, Regina King, you mentioned earlier, she wins for lead actress in a limited best, series for Watchmen. Best actress on the planet. Ian was calling me out saying, oh, Lynn loves Regina King. Duh, I love Regina King. Best actress mm. on the planet. Her and, and she's Adams. A, you don't want and no... She's about to, you don't she's want about no, to take it all. Oh, yeah. It's directing stuff. You don't want no smoke with my actor squad. You don't want no smoke. Regina King and Amy Adams, the two best? Best of both worlds? Chocolate and vanilla? What? Man, get out of here. Side note, I heard a really funny story on Jeopardy of all places where, like, they had a question on Jeopardy where it was, like, this actress um, sent out her Christmas cards with a picture of Amy Adams on it, and no one knew that the difference and it was isla fisher or whatever i thought that was hilarious that's pretty funny Isla it Fisher does look like amy adams but amy adams man her and regina king best actresses on the planet right now shout out to, shout out uh, to regina. regina king has won she won for uh seven i saw wait i got a tweet i because someone tweeted this and i retweeted it and i was like oh gotta shout out my shout out to the queen so let me tell you regina king's run 2015 emmy for american crime 2016, Emmy for American Crime. 2018, Emmy for Seven Seconds. 2019, Oscar for If Beale Street Could Talk. 2020, Emmy for Watchmen. That's a fucking run of just yeah. dominance. Shout out to Regina King, man. And, Love and, Amer- and American Crime is, uh, this is, the seasons aren't the same. So like no. those are like two different characters that she played in, in one. Yep. So like that's, some, that's just something you got to keep note of. That is a fact. So shout, shout, um, shout out to the queen. Outstanding lead actor in limited series went to Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Much Is True, something we've never seen. Shout out to Hulk. I've been meaning to watch it on HBO Max. Shout out to Hulk. Good job for Mark Ruffalo. Um, He's a great actor, man. Watch Spotlight. Dude kills it. Outstanding writer for a limited series uh, was Damon Lindelof. What? Keep him coming. I was just tweeting. Keep him fucking coming. Damon Lindelof deserved that. Him and and the other guy, man. Shout out to Outstanding directing limited series went to uh, Maria Schrader for an Orthodox, which was a really good show. So good for her. Good for her. Um, Dan, outstanding supporting actor is your boy Yaya Abdul Mateen for Watchmen. Bro, 
y'all keep them coming. I told yeah. y'all. Didn't I tell y'all a couple weeks ago that he's an actor y'all need to watch out for? Didn't I? T- man, I don't wasted miss. as black man said in my opinion. Wait, yeah. Now when you go look back at it, super wasted. But he's they say he's gonna be in the second one, so we'll see. But, but better be better give that boy his time. Super wasted, time. and and he did a great job in Aquaman. I watched Aquaman the other day. When I was up in Mobile, like I was just chilling watching Aquaman. It came on HBO and I was watching it. That movie's pretty good. It's not a bad movie. It's better than like. It's not a bad movie. I mean, it's we, better than most of those MCU movies. I got to keep it a bean. Got to keep it a bean. <laughs> like I liked it. When Black Manta comes, it's a breath of fresh air. They needed him in that fucking movie, but they needed to give him more. Because like Patrick Wilson, he wasn't the best. <laughs> but but I digress. Uh, outstanding supporting actress in limited series was Uzo Aduba for Miss America. I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's that's something we haven't seen. But good for her. Um, and and Watchmen wins for outstanding limited series. Gang shit, gang shit. Like a top five show of all time. That show was amazing. Gang. So did you watch Succession? I did. I am a Succession so, fan. Succession but, was well, saw, the I, the big winner in drama. The, they won. Didn't it beat Watchmen? For, uh, no, that was a different category. Oh, Watchmen was Watchmen, Watchmen won. Watchmen won for Outstanding Limited. Like that was their category. That's the only one they could win for. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. glad because I, I didn't want to be mad at Succession for beating Watchmen. Okay, and so, good. Succession's a great show, man. I just need to get caught up. Like I'm like. And so see, Succession was uh, up for drama series against. What is that? Is that? Yeah, Stranger Things, the newest season, Ozark. Mandalorian, Killing Eve, Handmaid's Tale, The Crown, and Better Call Saul. Oh, it's a better show than all those. <laughs> so Succession's a better show than all those. Succession, so Succession, Succession wins nuts. for Outstanding Drama. Not um, Jeremy Strong. I want him to be Two-Face. Jeremy Strong won Lead Actor in a Drama Shout- Series. Look at the boy. He should be Two-Face if not John David Washington. If they're going with um, a white guy, Jeremy Strong. If not, J.D. Dubs. But I digress. Um, outstanding Lead Actress was Zendaya. For euphoria. Right. We talked about this last deserved. week. We talked about this last week. Look at the trajectory of Bella Thorne on OnlyFans and, and my girls and Dale with it. And, and Netflix movies. Fire, bro. Fire. I love it. I love it. I love it. My girl went from a side character in a Disney show to saying, you know what? Fuck Disney. Bella Thorne, you could do whatever you got to do on a babysitter in OnlyFans, charging niggas $50 for a nude. But I'm going to be winning Emmys. That's lit. That is oh, lit. Man. Shout out to Rue, man. That show is awesome. I'm, I, it is I, awesome. My, my girlfriend's going to bust in here like, when did you watch your four? I've been watching it on the low. been watching it on the low. <laughs> I, I, I watched that with my lit. girlfriend. It was lit. It's, it's a good super, show. Super good. Shout out to Rue, man. She deserved that. Even though it, I heard she's, da- she's dating that creepy dude on the show, and I'm like, Ugh. She's not dating that dude. Uh, who are you talking about? The dude with the beard? No, the dude with uh, the dude who um, on the my show guy. is What's the it? bad guy, like the, the jock. Oh, what's what? Uh, wait, I, I you tell you I don't want to say guy. I don't want to say too much about him because like it ruins the show for people who haven't seen Euphoria. But like you know, the dude, the I'm, dude I'm who. Um, Hold on, I'm pulling up the cast. I'm gonna ask you. Just don't say, don't say nothing. I'm gonna ask you. You talking about Jacob Alordi? Yeah, Nate Jacob. She not dating him. He got another girlfriend. Don't don't put Zendaya on Kissing Booth, man. Kissing Booth man couldn't get with Zendaya. He too busy dating. Uh, was that yo? That this is crazy. Was that little girl's name from that show on Hulu where her mama was pulling out her teeth? And doing Are you talking like, about Joey King? Yeah, he too busy that, dating Joey King. <laughs> that was that was just in the movie. No, they were dating in real life. 
I thought, trust me, I watched all the kissing booths. I'm up to date on the gossip. Zendaya and I dating that clown. But uh, hold on. Zendaya might be dating this well, dude, though. Was Zendaya really dating Tom Holland? Yeah, they were really dating for a little bit, but she okay. broke up with him. She, he was too slow for us. And they is, they is too much of a woman for Tom Holland. He's too young. He had, he had, to, he just did his first dark movie. <laughs> like he, he got to get some, some darkness under his chops before he can get Zendaya. But they said he was, she was dating Angus Cloud, who I was trying to get on the Bros Who Binge podcast. Just a little inside baseball. Shout out to Angus. I know he knows and he listens to this. He's, he, he might come on soon. He's not doing interviews right now, but. Shout out to Angus Dude, I Cloud. love that guy. Yeah, bro, we're on speaking dude. terms. He's in the he's in the DMs. Dude. I could show y'all, but I'm not that type of dude. Dude, he was one of my favorite character on that show. Yeah, Angus Angus kills it, man. Shout out to you if you listen to the Bros Who Binge right now, bro. Come on the show for season two of of uh, Euphoria. But I did see a funny meme though, where they put like the uh, Rob Pats from Good Time, and they put him in like a convenience store, and they were like, Angus, Don't, he was there. You better, you no, they were like, you better leave Rue alone. Cause like he kind of looks like him in that yeah, he does. good time or whatever. He does. Was, Shout out to Zendaya. Like, she just like I said, she went from Bella Thorne's sidekick to Emmys while Bella Thorne's on OnlyFans. That's yeah. a dub sack, bro. That's a huge dub sack. The, to wrap up uh, the Emmy stuff, Secession won for outstanding writing and directing. Um, a supporting actor in a drama was Billy Crudup for The Morning Show, which that's a pretty good show. I hear. I need to watch it. I have Apple TV. Yeah. You, you need to watch those Apple TV shows. You need to watch Ted Lasso. So we can talk about. I do. I'm too. I, I watched Mythic Quest. I watched all of that. Shout out to Rob yeah. McElhaney. That show's great, and I love that Cricket's in it too. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty. Funny. But they need more Rob McElhaney and Cricket, and less of that other shit. What the 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 chick? Yeah, let, I, I just wasn't. I just I wasn't with the Australian girl storyline. I really wasn't. No, I didn't like her storyline either. I was like, and then when just, they just, I was like, just leave. When they threw Jake Johnson the in there, I was just like, oh, are yeah, you yeah, in yeah. here? That random ass the, episode. Well, that was that that was needed to, to talk about the origins of Mythic Quest or whatever. He, he, Jake Johnson didn't start Mythic Quest, huh? It was about it was about the code or something. You have to look back. Like it was it was important. Like oh. it meant something, but like it wasn't it wasn't worth it. Yeah. I was uh, like, what a weird episode, man. But yeah, but yeah I like outstanding supporting actress in drama series was Julia Garner for Ozark. Deserved. Good for her. Cool, cool, cool. Well, shout out to uh, shout out to all of that. But let's get to our movie on the rise this week. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna have because you you, you want to use that second one? I might. Yeah, yeah. If I if, let me see what's on Netflix coming this week while right, you go. Well, if not, I'll use the second one. Well, I'll talk about. So last week the Jurassic world cartoon camp Cretaceous came out. And before I tuned in, I, I went to the reviews, you know, some non-spoiler reviews. I was like, is this worth my time? And people were like, don't judge a book by its cover. Watch the series. It's got, you know, it, it's got tension. It's got, a, you know, not horror, but uh, it's thrilling. And I would agree. I've been I'm three episodes in. It's got, it, it's pretty in depth for like a cartoon and not, and even a pretty shittily made cartoon in my opinion. So like if you're on Netflix or whatever, and you want something to watch something quick, like the Jurassic world camp Cretaceous, it stays true to the Jurassic park series. Um, even more so than some of some than Jurassic park three. Uh, a lot of people said that they prefer this over Jurassic park three itself, even though I'm a Jurassic park three fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a bad series, Dress World Cretaceous. Like I, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised so far. I'm probably going to try and watch some 
before I go to bed tonight. Like it's it's pretty good. Hell yeah! But you want okay. you want to use the other one? Wait, no, I think I got something, but I'm gonna say the other one. I th- I'm trying to find what the name of it is. It usually okay. Wait, wait, wait. I think I got it. I think I no. God damn it! Where's the why? This isn't HBO, a big week. Why is HBO Max like high? Oh, here we go. Okay, so I got a I got a, a, a um documentary that's on All HBO right. Max. It's called Class Action Park. It's about it's let me read you the description. Grab your swimsuits, buckled up, keep your hands and feet inside the rhymes at all time, except if you're at Action Park. The notorious and I and I found out about this when I was working at the radio station at 1079. Me and my co-host, shout out to Josh. I know Josh listens. Josh is the man. Uh he told me about this, how this was a real thing. There was a news article about it. But basically, except in, if you're in Action Park, the notorious, dangerous, and chaotic, but wickedly fun 1980s New Jersey water park, water and amusement park that long ago entered the realm of myth and per- gave perhaps less thought to safety measures. Class Action Park explores the legend, legacy, and truth behind the world's most insane amusement park, featuring a wealth of newly unearthed and never-before-seen documents, recordings, original animations, interviews with the people who lived it and loved it. This 90-minute nostalgia-packed documentary reveals the shocking true story behind Action Park. Basically, it was a it was a water park that was made by these four friends or three friends that they made inside their, like, backyard or, like, that, like one of their grandmother's, like, fields. And, like, it had no safety regulations. They just drew shit up in their dope books and they made it. And, and people would come ride. It's called Class Action Park because when you would slide down the slides, like, you would leave with, like, cuts on your ass and it would be bloody. And it was, like, the craziest shit. But people kept going because it was nuts. And this documentary... I'm watching this probably tonight, if not tomorrow. Uh, it looks absolutely insane. Like the cover is a lady with like, this is the cover of it. A lady with a, a broken leg and she's like, in a oh my tent. God. Yeah. So like, it, it's crazy. So Class Action Park, HBO Max, if you have it, watch that documentary. Yeah. It's nuts. But also Bob's Burgers coming back this Sunday. Liddy. Yeah, the whole, the whole slate with the Simpsons and all that. I'll be back on Sunday. Liddy. I've been missing. Um, I was on Hulu today checking for new Bob's Burgers season. Fiending. So I'm excited. Yeah, for I, I got to finish up some of the last season. Last season which, was pretty good. It was all right. I'm ready for yeah, new so, I mean, not new season. Yeah. New South Park, which they're going to be. Which doing. is coming. Yeah, they're going to be doing the... Save uh, that for next week's movie on the rise. They're doing the corona shit. It was just, I think he's yeah. going to die from corona. That's the... That, what, every, everybody's taking bets. The one-hour special is September 30th, so we'll talk about it more next week. Lit, lit, lit. All right, what are we doing? Devil All Time first? We're not doing Avatar this week. I didn't watch it. Sorry, everybody. I'll watch it next week. Couldn't yeah, too important, too important for him to half-ass. Yeah, too important to half-ass, so I got to know. So what are we doing first? Devil All Time? The boys are Lovecraft. The boys can reclaim its top spot and last. The boys, because right. after this episode of The Boys, I was like, boys, best show on TV this year, man. It really is. Well, show, show's well, great. Let's go with Lovecraft. It's probably the freshest in both of our minds. Are we doing that one let's over just... Devil All the Time? Well, Devil All the Time is a movie, what? so I want to give know, it like at least some credit. You're right. We can knock out Lovecraft because it's pretty simple. Base, like, this episode wasn't confusing. It wasn't like. It really doesn't further along the plot anything. of anything. Yeah. Like, basically. It just gives us learned- some explanation. Yeah, we learned of Tick's time in Korea. He ended up with shout out to Jamie Chung. She killed it, by the way. Real, she was a reality star in the real world. Now she's like a killer actress. She was in the real world first season, I did not or know second that. season. Yep, go look, look that up. She's in the real world. Linden dropping bombs on him. But shout out to Jamie Chung. They didn't the watch real world that early. They, I mean, either I just I knew that through real world history. But like, um, so shout out to Jamie Chung. She killed it. Uh, but basically, it's this lady who's a nurse who is, ends up being Tick's nurse, but we see that 
she is the kitsune she's the nine tails demon so i was like yo is 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 she with naruto like is the tick the tick bang uh the kyubi the tick the tick bang karama like what's going on in this episode shit blew my mind but basically uh this lady her husband was raping her daughter so this lady went to an old shaman the shaman put a curse on uh, put the kitsune curse on the daughter which ended up when the husband would rape her the kitsune ate it so she sacrificed her daughter to kill her husband and now the monster has to consume a hundred bodies or a hundred souls have sex with a hundred men to become a human again uh we see it's going through it's going through its thing and basically the kitsune that was some scary stuff yeah it was nuts it, it reminded me of american gods when the woman when uh but but i think her name is bethesda or some no that's the the company that makes skyrim whatever her name is uh she was eating people through her pussy that was the same thing same exact thing shit blew my mind but uh, 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 uh it's gonna bug me that i don't know her name but basically uh we see the Kitsune's just eating men and it gets down to like time for a hundred, but she doesn't feel like this is her. She feels like she's changed. She doesn't want to keep doing this. She does. She doesn't think she can be a monster, but she's looking because well, like she gets, she gets all their memories and like, she's tired so, of like, she's tired yeah. of doing the, the, the dance and she just wants to find someone who gives her a jolt of lightning, like Julie, Gar- Judy Garland in the movies, because she's a big Judy Garland fan in comes tick. Tick and her hit it off and basically Well Tick pretty much killed her best friend and to her now. So like yeah. Yeah. So like when she sees her or sees him, she wants to kill him. Yeah. And like even tells her mother or whatever. She got like, Yeah, this is gonna be my hundredth soul or whatever, because like I want to kill this guy. But it's the whole don't judge a book by the cover. She ends up getting to know Tick, finding out they have much more in common. I love that it was through Alexander Dumas and kind of Monte Cristo, because when everybody thinks of Alexander Dumas, who wrote the three musketeers, everybody thinks of a white guy, it's actually a black guy. Don't judge a book by its cover, don't judge Tick by a cover, don't judge uh the Kitsune by its cover. Also, uh, the fact that Alexander Dumas was looking for revenge, both Tick from the perspective of being a black man in America, fighting for a country that doesn't love you, you want your revenge in the end that you could get your rights. Also, the Kitsune wants the revenge for all the men that she, she's a revenge monster. So it's just, it was a perfect symmetry of themes with Alexander Dumas' Monte Cristo, kind of Monte Cristo. Love the movie, by the way. But, uh... Also, that's pretty much, yeah. So they basically have a love connection. We see their whole story. And then Tick's about to, like, bang her. And she was like, I'm going to eat you. And she was like, nah. And so they don't they don't bang. And then, like, they say, we're both monsters, but we can get over this. And then they're banging constantly. And then one of the final times they bang before Tick has to go, she, like, reads his mind. She katsunes him, but she lets him free. And then she sees a vision of the future where Tick's going to die and all the shit that's going on now. And she basically goes ask the priestess, like, what's going to happen with Tick. We don't see what the priestess says. And that's how the episode ends. But what was with week, that fox? That fox is like, uh, that's part of like the nine tail. Like that's like, that's like a, another like mythological figure, but like she's the nine tails, but that was probably like another, another tailed like beast looking at her or some shit like that. So who knows? But basically next week we're getting, uh, what's my girl's name? Who I, who I predict is going to die. What's uh what's oh, Uncle George's Letty's wife's sister? Name? No, oh, no, 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 you Uncle mean George's uh, wife. Hippolyta or Yeah, we get Hippolyta, so we're gonna find out she was like some some slave champion or some shit. The the previews look nuts, but I still think she's gonna die. But yeah, this episode was simple. It's takes time in South Korea. That's all this was. Yeah, and I you know, I thought it was 
I thought it was a necessary episode. It was one of those episodes where you're watching, like, obviously it's not furthering along like the story that we're like, that we've been going on with this show. And it almost felt like an entirely different show that I was watching. It felt like Watchmen um, when we learned about the Asian late, when we learned about Lady True. It felt pretty like much. When, when Watchmen did the Lady True episode or when we did the, uh, when we did the Regina King's grandfather episode where we go back in time and we learn about uh, pretty much. Hooded Justice. This, this so show like, feels very. This feels like Watchmen's cousin. This show feels like it, it's in the same family as Watchmen. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, not as know, good as Watchmen to me, but like I still think it feels they're filming it very similar. I mean, I still feel like the jury's still out on that. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like Watchmen. Uh, you know, obviously Emmy-winning limited series, uh, but I feel like this is a show that could be in in the running. Oh yeah, and I can see the show having multiple seasons. Unlike that's Watchmen. true. That's true. Yeah, oh. I, yeah I, uh, but so I, I guess what's coming down the line is like, what is to come of the vid- the visions? Um, the one the thing in like in that, in that, the, uh, the whole thing. vision thing that I saw was like, did the it what, in in the vision tick was like with another chick? Was that part of the future or part of the past? Because I was okay. like, did that boy lie about him being a virgin? I th- yo, you're my friend for a reason. I thought the same thing. I had to rewind. I rewind it twice. So I assume what she saw was Tick getting back to America, banging the first girl he saw, going yeah. back to Chicago, then meeting Letty, and then everything that happens with Letty and everything. So I thought at first he lied, but then I, I realized they weren't trying to pay Tick as a skis ball. So I realized that was when he right first got back to Chicago or first got back to America. Yeah. And so and then also when I was watching, it, I was thinking, like, was that scene that she was looking at like an actual death thing or was she actually seeing him when he was at the, you know, the Adam, oh, the heavens, the Garden of Eden thing where like he, he gets out up. of that. Yeah, yeah, that could have been that as well. Interesting. So like, I didn't think about that. So, yeah, so. But he does keep in the contact in contact with her, like we saw in last episode. So I'm wondering if like she's gonna come back, which I hope she does. Yeah, bring um, the not, bring QB, bro. Uh, we got the nine. Tick got the bro. Tick got the soldiers, bro. Tick got the nine tails, fam. Don't let my my guy t- put out a resinging on you, niggas, bro. She just tick bang the nine tails. That's nuts to me. Like being a super Naruto fan, Itachi's chilling right here. Kakashi's chilling right here. Like. That's nuts. Yeah, when, I, when she started reading the story, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. I was like, whoa, tick bang the nine tails. Crazy. So, but solid episode this week. Solid episode, but it should it does not deserve the top spot of last. That is reserved for the boys. The butcher's finally back, man. But we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. All right. But, so Devil All the Time, Netflix series. I took uh, notes. I had to because just a weird fucking movie. I'm glad you took notes. I didn't take notes, but like, you know, I I I talk. I told my mom about this, like when it came out in the middle of the week and she, she'd seen it before me and she was like, the one thing that she's said about Netflix movies is that Netflix can't get movies right unless <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, what the project power or, um, Oh, so she's opposite of us. She thinks they do action. Good. No, only project power. And then like, uh, what are the ones that we do think are good? Um, the King, like comedies and like the serious yeah. shit. Pretty much, but I mean, like, this is a, a serious shit movie, but I still feel like it kind of fell flat. It did. It did. It, okay, this movie wanted to be the next, like, Prisoners, Zodiac 7. It tried to be, like, this big mystery crime-solving type grandiose Except film. they told you everything in the beginning. Yeah, just like, okay, so... 
I didn't understand. I thought Tom Holland's character. I okay. Let me tell you what I thought the movie was going to be. I thought it introduced a serial killer team A, Jason Clark and his wife, and then I thought it introduces the idea of priests being bad, giving us Robert Pattinson serial killer B, and I thought the movie was going to be with the new with the daughter being a daughter of a serial killer, being a birth from like that 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 shit situation. Talking about Lenora? Yeah, I'm talking about Lenora. I thought Lenora was going to be murdered in the town and Tom Holland was going to have to try to solve the mystery of who murdered Lenora and it was going to be between Jason Clark and Robert Pattinson. But it wasn't that Jason Clark was only there to pick up Tom Holland. That's, it was his only... Which I saw coming from a mile away. Which was his sole purpose. Like, this movie, this movie tells you everything about the movie and they don't let you see anything. Literally, this whole movie is just about Tom Holland, it's it's everybody reliving the past. This movie is history repeating itself. That's all this movie is. Well, I thought like where I was saying from like Devil all the time was, you know, Tom Holland, I guess, is like your central character here. And you you see like the father can be a devil where like yeah. you see like, you know, his father doing like the shit to his dog or whatever. And like and being, his father you know, killing beating himself. the shit out of people and like his father killing himself. You know, preachers can be the devil. You see through Lenora's father and um, played by Dudley. And uh, first um, note I put, yo, Dudley really thought he could bring his wife back from the dead and ditched his crippled brother. Lol. <laughs> lol. And uh, and then you, you know, you get your normal serial killer type. I put the two um, serial killers. Crazy. <laughs> like, dude, asked the lady to just bang, bang my wife. <laughs> No, and, then you have bro. Se- and then you have Sebastian Stan, who was in his own kind of sketchy sh- shit. Like, so I thought that it was pretty he was much in his like, own movie. Like I, he was I, in his own movie. I, that's and I, why and, I was like, "What the fuck are these? All these different sto- the Jason Clark storyline, the Robert Pattinson Dudley Lenora storyline, the Tom Holland in, in Skarsgård storyline, and then we had the fucking Sebastian Stan dealing with mob members running for election storyline. This movie didn't know what it wanted to be." It was just a bunch of different scenes. It felt like a play. It, this movie felt like a play or like a book to where I was missing a lot of information. Yes. Like yes. it was just showing me things. It wasn't, it wasn't doing felt, anything. I felt like the beginning exposition was too long. Like the whole stuff with Snarsgaard, it was just like, okay, well, we didn't like, need all you know, of that Tom Holland's in this movie, right? Like I was like. He doesn't come in until like an hour. And same with Pattinson, like. And, you know, I do feel like a lot of those storylines individually were powerful in their own way, but like it just didn't weave How together did they, very it, well. Yeah, it didn't tie together at all. I wrote down, okay, so I wrote down after the Dudley thing. I said the two serial killers, that's Jason Clark and his wife, crazy. Felt so bad for Arvin because his mom and dad died at the same time. That's Tom Holland. Uh, Preston Teagarden, loony man. That's Robert Pattinson. I wrote as a loony man. His accent, crazy. Yo, Tom Holland beat those dudes ass for messing with Lenora. Lenora yes. is falling down her mama path after the Dudley and her going to Robert Pattinson. I, I wrote that yeah, I, I, I did. After he beat up those dudes, Arvin did. I, I turned to my girlfriend like, you don't mess with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland beat those dudes' ass. So yeah, after, he beat their ass. Like, I thought that he, I thought he killed that one dude with the first person he put on the mask. Or, I thought his dad like the, killed the dude, too. I thought they both did. Fuck yeah, for clowning. sure. So after I wrote Lenora falling down her mama path, I said... Damn, Carl and his wife went on 14 road trips to kill people. That's crazy. <laughs> Next, I said, that lady should have left Carl crazy ass when she had the chance. Sebastian Stan is one of the worst cops. His ass got beat. <laughs> yeah, and, and he you know, has the two, a serial killer living under his <laughs> nose 
And he's just like not even gonna notice. His wife's husband is a serial killer. And the thing is, are we sure? There's so many are we sure, but this is a big one. Are we sure that when he got the picture and saw who the person was, being that he's a cop, knowing the missing person's reports and knowing who got murdered, can't he put the two and two together? Like he saw the picture of his wife and someone who had already died. He's a cop who has all the deaths in the area. He should have a picture of the person who died. Can't he match the two is my question. Now, shitty now, cop. In all, in, all, in all fairness, like, you know, he was trying Dudley to hide died, that. He, no, when Dudley died, he was in North Carolina. So, like, mm. that, that was the whole point is that their road trips or whatever, they would pick up people and kill them in, like, different states. That's so, true. You know, and, and he was, like, a, a county sheriff for, like, that county. So he may not But he know. had deaths from that area. But you're right. He might not have known that exact one. You're right. All right, next thing I wrote after Sebastian Stan's one of the worst cops got his ass beat. Robert Pattinson, super scummy preacher impregnating Lenore, then making her get an abortion. Bad guy. But then I'm like, oh, shit. She didn't get an abortion. She killed herself. Damn. When she was going into the shed, I was like, I was like. I oh, thought she was about like, to take the I, I you're my friend for a reason i thought she was about to take the scissors and shove them up her vagina and snip snip I away like, and i was like Damn, i was like we're about to see some blood yeah i was like you're gonna die either way but like ooh. so i thought i definitely thought she was gonna do that the next thing i wrote tom holland killed the preacher boom then stan killed the mob leader boom boom sandy and carl dunskis boom stan dunskis that final sequence crazy of just all those deaths yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like that, like, you know. It was, why were those mob dudes in that movie, bro? <laughs> like, what what purpose they, does those dudes the mob, serve? They served no purpose. They literally they served no purpose. The only purpose they served was to show him that they they could uh, he could find a gun with untraceable bullets so that he could kill them, <laughs> which made no which I didn't even understand like why he killed them like like because like they because because he owed I thought because he owed him he owed the money. money oh I thought it was either because he owed the money or. They put his they, sister into prostitution or whatever? That, or they were going to mess up his election. Or a combination of all three. But he was definitely concerned about his election. They had no purpose. And I don't know why the election was a big deal, except besides, like, his sister was a bad influence for that. But, like, it didn't matter because we never saw the townspeople seeing the sister. Like, this movie just had... Well, and then I just never really understood, like, why he was, like, so adamant about killing Tom Holland. Like, dude, your sister was, like, a murderer. And like, like just like he was just trying to just cover it up himself. Yeah, I know this movie like it. It puts like connections there, but they fall flat. Oh, I guess that's true. So he was trying to kill him because he didn't want him to go to people and be like, oh, yeah, My this dude's like yeah. sister. And because of his election. Yeah, because he okay. let all this shit happen under his nose. That's why. But like all the connections they built are like very loosely held together. And like when people start walking over that bridge, the bridge falls apart. Pretty much. Like so, this movie's like a five, bro. I want to give it more, but like it might be a six because of the acting and like some of the funny deaths and some of the funny like banter. But like, no, I feel a like five. a six. I feel like a six. You might rewatch, and I would never rewatch. This. Yeah, I'm not rewatching this. But Tom Holland and, and Robert Pattinson all act, both acted really well. Yeah, and like like said, Robert Pattinson showing his range. He I even thought I even thought Snarsgard acted well. I did too. And I thought Sebastian Stan wasn't bad. I just thought he was in a different movie from everybody else. That's fair. <laughs> like I didn't think he was bad, but like I was just like, why are you still playing the like a, a the same version of that you're playing in I Tanya, but as a cop? He, I felt like he was the same person. Fair enough. Yeah, it's like a, I, I it's like a dummy. But whenever he came on screen, I was just like, what is this? Like, what are we talking? What are we doing now? 
<laughs> what you giving it? I'm giving it a five. I can't. Uh, four point five. <laughs> that see, I'm I'm being generous. But all right, let's get to the boys, man. And shout out to Ian. Ian, I don't know if Ian hyped this episode up for me too much, but like, it was good. But when Ian said the shit, the shit changed. The show was different. I was like. I don't know if the show is different any more so now than it was, but I must say major shit happened. Major shit happened. They do have some groundbreaking things happen in this episode, but basically this episode is, it happens in like three parts. We got the, the boys part. Well, actually four parts. We got the boys part of mother's milk, Huey and butcher with black noir. Then we have the Kimiko Frenchie part. Then we got the starlight Stormfront part. And then we got the Homelander Stormfront part. Those are the three sections of it. And inside of there, there's things like the deep converting to Christianity. And we're seeing his his ads throughout the episode. And then Maven's up yeah. meeting him at his at his at his church, saying, like, I'll I'll get you back in the seven, but you have to help me. That's after Maeve talks to her woman, her her lady friend about they're gonna take down Homelander because they're really making a movie about Maeve coming out of the closet and they have like the, the girlfriend in the movie. It's really some sick shit. That no, Homelander's they don't really have her in the movie. They, they, they were talking to her about like how they were going to present their relationship. No, that Latino character was supposed to be her, huh? I assumed no, that the whole time. Oh, you're saying like the, the character that Maeve like kisses in the movie is supposed to be her? That's supposed to be her. They have the same if... name. It's Elena. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I caught that. I, but like when, when they were doing the stuff with like sitting down with the dude from Timeless and... Uh, but that's the, why they were doing it because she was in the movie and they were trying to make merch of her. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so that, like... The, yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty fucked up. And then like... Super you know, fucked was up. just like not even going to say anything about it. And like, she oh, couldn't. Okay. And then that's why she goes out and she's like, look, we got to do... We got to take this dude down. Can't be with that anymore. So she goes to home. She goes to the deep. So I'm interested to see what Maeve and the deep are going to cock concoct. But that's one yeah, what's the deep going to do? Yeah, the deep's like inside of this Christian like cult. So we're going to see what's up with him. But that's like a side. That's like side plot taken care of. You know, mentioning the cult, you know, we can mention the one thing where Stormfront again shows her racistness where she's like, oh, yeah, I was in the church collective, but they put too many. Um, too many different what? different faces in there. Too, like too, too many different faces or something. Yeah, yeah, she was clowning. She said they started too, letting in too, too many A-train. people. Yeah. So, A-Train's like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, let's get A-Train's storyline out of the way. So basically, A-Train's kicked out of the seven this episode, pretty much. He gives a scene. Yeah. He's like, I'm done. And then Stormfront has a ra- another racist moment. She's racist to A-Train, and A-Train the whole time is like, damn, bitch, what, what are you doing? So just Stormfront, super racist. But all right, let's end Kimiko and Frenchie. Kimiko's doing hits for uh, Frenchie's girlfriend or basically for the Albanians and Frenchie's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend is like the liaison. She Kimiko rips off some dude's face, which was, ooh, I got the heebie-jeebies when she did that. Shit was crazy. And Frenchie's like, I'm tired of this, Kimiko. I get you killed your brother. I get you hurt, but I'm trying to help you. But you don't want my help anymore. Fuck you. And he said, fuck you to his friend. And then he leaves. Kimiko takes the money and dips. We haven't seen Frenchie and Kimiko since. Another storyline wrapped up. All right. Now we're, let's wrap up Starlight storyline because that's not too, too important. And then we'll talk about the two important ones. So Starlight, her mom comes through. I'm pretty sure Stormfront invited her mom there because she's a bitch. 
just because Stormfront's just a bitch. And Starlight's pissed. Starlight then goes to Stormfront's uh, trailer because she knows she's Liberty. She's looking for information. Stormfront walks in. She lies, says, like, why did you invite my mom? Blah, blah, blah. And then Stormfront's like, cut the bullshit. I know you leaked the shit to Vault. And she's like, well, I know you're Liberty. And then, boom, Homelander walks in. And she they can't say and anything. so we'll see what happens with that later. We'll see what happens yeah. with that. Like, sto- like man, death flags for Starlight. She put yeah, out all her cards. Point. She put it. She put her cards out on the table too soon. She could have lied while she was in there. She should have did more digging to get more dirt on Liberty. But she she gave her cards. So to me, I see death flags around Starlight. I think Starlight's gonna die because Stormfront Stormfront taking a body with her. She taking a body before she leave the season. Also, we see Bobby Iceman, Lamplighter. He's in this. Uh, your boy, not Chad Michael Murray, but the dude who looks like Chad Michael Murray. The dude who's Iceman and X-Men. Who's no, looking dude, up with Rogue. I don't remember that guy. But, but he's in there. I don't remember the, his dude, name. the dude who's flicking the lighter in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Lamplighter. He was talking to Stormfront. I wonder what, what beef they have. So, or what, what's, their, what's their whole deal. But, all right, now I can get to my notes and we could talk about some of the things. I wrote down Stormfront, no, Stormlight leaked uh, V. Hormlander getting that Maeve. We talked about that. Butcher feels defeated the whole time. Butcher's trying to kill himself. He's given up on life. He's 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 detested. Uh, so he's gonna I, go see his dog. Yeah, he go see his dog. I said. Also, quick side note about the Deep's PR campaign. When he's trying to show he's a better person, and he sees that dude taking advantage of the girl, he's like, "Hey, dude, that's not that's not cool." I was like, "Bro, is that enough to stop like a rape? Like, what are you doing, the Deep?" <laughs> yeah, dude. All that stuff was just like. It's so lame. I was, just I was like, like deep, oh my God. The Deep's PR campaign sucks. <laughs> like, at least Stormfront got the memes. And then I was like, yo, Homelander's losing it. That scene where he looks at the people and just, boom, just shoots eye beams across the crowd. I thought that was real at first. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, I was like, I was I was like, like no, no way that's way. real. Yeah, I was like, no fucking way. Saw that, blew my fucking mind. Also, I wrote uh, the Taffy Room, Butcher's Aunt, selling, selling dope and selling, selling drugs to people. Trapping. Trapping, Trapping prescription drugs. Butcher has a brother who, who, he, who is he reminded of by Huey. Lenny died. Lenny died. We don't know how he died. Probably by soup, though, if I had to guess. Um, yeah. Butcher lies to Noir, but we'll get to that. Noir is Edgar's guard dog. We'll get to that. Butcher's really back. And then we'll talk about the end scene. But let's talk about all Yeah, that. I guess... With Homelander or whatever, you know, we were mentioning like the scene where he mows everyone down. He goes and does like that. He tries to, to he tries to, to get good protest. PR by trying to. Well, no, before he stops the protest, I mean, the whole protest was because like he went and like tried oh. to stop like a terrorist, and then like but he ended up killing somebody, and after. then like his whole deal with and he goes to the speech and he's like, you know, this these things happen, and they're like, how someone's like, how many times does this happen? <laughs> They're like, how many people have you killed? <laughs> and they're like, you don't speak for me, Homelander. And then he just dips out. He goes to Stormfront. He's like, yo, I need your help. I can't do this. And Stormfront's like, don't worry. I'm going to put my, my, my meme girl on it, a.k.a. the internet troll. She's doing what alt-right and alt-left people do, making memes and trying to get a cult. He's up 5% now. And, like, they're attracted to each other because they're both evil people. I don't think Homelander's racist, but Homelander has like a God complex and he's narcissistic as fuck. And Stormfront's this yeah, racist yeah. bitch. It's not like he's racist, but no, he so Homelander's not racist at all. Like, he's he's not, just, he doesn't think like his, he's superior to other races. He just thinks he's, he's superior, superior to everybody. everybody. Yeah. So it doesn't, so it's, <laughs> this doesn't mean anything about it. Like I, I could deal with somebody like Homelander Stormfront on the other hand, that bitch is racist. And then, so they have, they have sex and she's like, 
burn my chest. <laughs> he shoots his eye beams into her chest. And he's like, don't be a pussy. I want to feel it. So then they just start throwing each other around and having weird, weird super sex. And that's how they end. So their relationship's super strong. I think Stormfront thinks she has Homelander under her thumb now. But that's going to come and bite her in the fucking ass. Homelander Probably now man. knows how hard he has to shoot his beams to kill her. Like, I think that was like a she was testing him. And he was testing her. And I think he knows now, like, oh, all right, bitch, I'm going to crank up the voltage on your ass. <laughs> I'm going to cut you in half. <laughs> so, well, yeah, it makes, it makes me feel like she has, like, some kind of super regenerative power because, like, we know that she's super old. So, like, she's yeah. got to have, like, some kind of, like, or power she's like, like she can take a lot. You I'm know? trying to think of, like, how Shazam... I wonder if she just heals what she has a good healing factor where she can heal, but she's not, she can die though. It's going to be interesting to see her power and like, what's up with Lamplighter and the fact that he's like, he burned people and like, it's going to be interesting about her and what's her, what's her angle to get over on Homelander because you got to understand Homelander now has multiple enemies this season. He has Maeve on one end, he has Starlight and the boys, and now he has Stormfront, but he thinks Stormfront's an ally as well as Vaught. And so we're going to see how, how he navigates all this. But let's get to what else Vault's doing sneak shit. So they send Black Noir after the boys. We find out about Butcher's brother. And, we, and Huey's his canary. Huey's the guy that can pull Butcher back from being down and out. Black Noir, basically Deadpool, like we said. He, was, he, he doesn't talk. and He just can regenerate. He's the super assassin. He takes out Mother's Milk. And then he, pu- he pushes Butcher. He's about to kill Huey. Butcher stands up. Looks, he's like, nah, I'm, I'm butcher again. He tells up, uh, he, I'm gonna ask you after. He tells uh, Black Noir that, yo, I got pictures of Homelander's kids. I'm gonna release it to the public. Let me talk to the main guy. Mr. Edgar gets on the phone. They make a deal. If you don't release the pictures, I'll stop Black Noir from coming kill you. Basically, you, boys are free to roam right now. They don't have assassins chasing them because of what Butcher told Mr. Edgar. So no one's gonna be after them. So now they can do their boy stuff freely. My question to you is. Do you think Butcher has those pictures? I think he fucking lied. No, I think he's got them. You think he has them? I think he fucking lied out his ass. The way he looked at Huey, he gave Huey a look like, don't say this shit right now. Like, they're, they're, they're fucking leaving right now. Like, we'll talk about this in a minute. I feel like he lied. But, like, I think he, because he knows the address, I think it doesn't matter that he lied. I think, I think, that, they, I think that they know that he's been there. So, that, so it's enough for them to assume oh, that no, he's facts. got them. One thousand. So, like... Like, he knows where they are. He was there. He talked to her. I think they know all of that. That's why they couldn't take the chance. But do I believe Billy Butcher has pictures of of Becca's kid? No way. I do not believe that at all. I don't know. I feel like he thought it through and had, like, collateral. He wasn't thinking about that, though. He was just trying to save her. And when she gyps, he has to leave. Like, they were coming out. Like, when did he have time to take that? He didn't. He never saw him. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Also, we at least they bought some time. They bought, they definitely bought some time. So now Billy Butcher's fully back. The next episode, we're going to have to get Frenchie and Kimiko back. And then the team will be able to do whatever the team has to do going forward. But I see Starlight dying. I see Maeve might, uh, Maeve honestly might die. Cause I see a train dying. You see, okay. So damn, we think three members of the seven going down this. Well, he's not a member of the seven anymore. That's why I feel like he's going to die. Yeah. A train. Sad to see him go. I think he's going to die as well, but because his purpose but, is over. He serves no more. Well, I'm also wondering, like, if he ends up, like, straying to, like, the boy side somehow. I don't, I don't see but that. But I just doubt it. And, and, like, his purpose of being, like, a rat, like, using his final card to ratchet on Starlight, 
that doesn't matter anymore because Stormfront knows, and I know she's going to tell Homelander. So, like, that, yeah, A-Train definitely might die. Maeve, I think Maeve, if Maeve dies, I don't think Starlight dies. But if Starlight dies, I don't think Maeve dies. I think one of them dies. Mm, sure. I'd say that. One, not the other. Also... Because at least Maeve might be coming after Homelander, which gives her more purpose to die than... Than Starlight. Than Starlight. But... Star- do we think Stormfront makes it out of the season? I don't think so because of the comics, but like they are being different than the comics, but I just don't see how once she does whatever she's going to do to Homelander, Homelander doesn't kill her. I don't see Well, I that. feel like she's the the big bad of the the season, season? so I feel like she's got to go at the end. Yeah, true true. true. To make room for the next the next Jensen, deal. Jensen Ackles Soldier Boy, which we're going to see and all that, but good episode this week man just showed the boys the best yeah. tv show on play on on, on um, television right now a few funny things like through the vcu kind of stuff like the fact that it was called the vcu i thought that was pretty funny the joss whedon cut the joss the joss rewrite yeah and uh and then greg grunberg being agent pearson <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny because i was like gg abrams guy in there uh what else did i like i said the taffy room with, with uh and judy being a dope dealer uh, I like how Mother's Milk stood up to uh, to Butcher when when Huey was like, "I'm not letting you pass." Butcher's like, "I'm gonna get through you." And the mother Mother's Milk was like, "Can you get through me though, partner? Like, we're not leaving." I was just like, "Yes, M-M. I love MM." And because this season they split up the boys and they chose to do Kimiko and Frenchie, I love Mother's Milk and uh, Huey's relationship. For sure, yeah, he's become one of my favorite characters. Like Mother's Milk has a way bigger role this season than he did last season. I do not want to see him die. Like he can. This, this is crazy. This is like the boys as it was before. Is just that show that is so hard that it's week to week now because like I hate it. I just want. I want to know I, what's next. Like I it's hate just, it, bro. I hate it. And they put out a video. Seth Rogen put out a video of like everybody saying they hate it, and he was just like Homelander just eyeballed the screen and blew it up. He was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't give a fuck, but like, I hate y'all are it. watching it. Yeah, that's what they, that's exactly what it is. Y'all are watching it. Y'all love it. Y'all know y'all want it. But like, Jesus, I hate it week to week because I would have definitely, that's why it took me so long to watch this episode because I'm waiting because it's like, once I watch it, I got to wait a whole nother week. Like, I would have watched all of these by now. I would have been watched all of these. But, you know, it gives us content to review each week. Solid episode. Yeah. I thought this was better than last week's episode. I thought this was a really good yeah. one. Like, I like this. I think this is getting back to the form of the first two. Like, the yeah. first three, at least. I thought four was kind of where we find out about Liberty and Stormfront. I thought four was the weakest, but I think this is getting back up to par. Like I said, love the deep references. Love the A-Train shit. Stormfront, Terror, fuck it. Stormfront and uh, Homelander having sex. Crazy scene. You got your Black Noir stuff, you know? Yeah, I like that. We finally got some Black Noir fighting, just how he's a badass. Loved that. So loved everything. And Mr. Edgar had slight work in this one. He was just like, yeah, I got y'all. Whatever. I'm behind here. Loved how Black Noir. I wonder if Black Noir is like a where Deadpool was scientifically worked on. I wonder if he was worked on to where he was turned into like a zombie to where he can't talk or anything. And he That's what I was about like to say. I was like, it seems like he's, him. it seems like he's robotic, but I know he's not a robot but like i guess what would, would like almost like a frankenstein he might be like honestly he might be dead instead of batman he might be deadpool and red hood where it's like how red hood was brought back to life and how deadpool was scientifically worked on he could be like this frankenstein zombie that's inside of this suit that can't die that has badass martial arts skills because like he never talks he doesn't do anything and like he has a can't like 
he's like a gimp essentially. My like, my, are, my are we sure with that was like if Black Morris was to be like this super superhero ninja guy, like how do you get seen so easily and like give them enough time for them to like come up with a plan to like? But call we got it okay. But cops. you got to think the butcher's the CIA. You I gotta, guess, but it, that I, I thought that. But you got to think was in plain sight. But you got to think like Butcher. Butcher didn't see him up to that point. He was just getting ready to do his attack. And if Butcher didn't see him, he they would have never saw. Uh, they would have never saw him if Butcher didn't see him. And that, you got to think like Butcher's just aware of his surroundings. I just attribute that to Butcher's skill is equal to Black Noir because they're both secret agents. That's fair. So that that's that I I get that all sure because I almost wrote that down, but I was just like I'm gonna attribute <laughs> that to Butcher being a good a good agent, but. That's all I got on the boys, man. Solid week this week. Super solid week. All right. Well, that wraps up everything for this episode. Um, you know, loving the shows that we got going on. We'll try and get back to Avatar next week. More yeah, Lovecraft we and the boys. No movie. Um, so we'll be back to Avatar next week, especially since there's no movie. Yeah, exactly. But we so. got our we got our run it back. We might as well announce what it's going to be. It, it won't be next week. It'll probably be the week after. We're going to do Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. That's what won the polls. So y'all be sure to check out Goodfellas and Pulp Fiction until then. Y'all can also watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World on Netflix to get ready for our running back. But that'll be out not this upcoming week, but the next. But if you're hearing this, go, our Ghost in the Shell running back anime is out. You can check that out. That's out now on uh, our YouTube, as well as the most recent episode of the Bros Who Think podcast and uh, anime talk, all of that's out right now, but definitely Ghost in the Shell, the anime, the 90s version is out now. Me and Chris are reviewed that, but you can follow me at LimbyWT, follow the bros who think at bros who think, and be up to date with all the content we got dropping on the YouTube and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. But that's yeah, all def- definitely check all that stuff out. Um, I'm excited about Scott Pilgrim. We talked before about how they got that, you know, 2D animation game. video game coming out. It's I'm definitely cool. going to play that. And also in the video games, slash movie world the new harry potter open world game coming out that was pretty dope i was arguing with my friends for hours some of us said it would be dope some of them were like nah this is gonna be trash i was like do you not understand that if you get to go to your school become a wizard go catch monsters outside fly dragons fly hippogriffs and fight dementors and fight evil wizards that's amazing like it's gonna be a great game like, I feel like it's going to be like uh, Skyrim, but with Harry Potter. That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. I feel the same so, way. Like, I'm hyped for that. That's going to be good. Like, if it gets, like, too much where you have to do things a certain way, then I guess it would be bad. But, like, if it's, like, if I can go to Hogwarts, get sorted into whatever house. And then you, you do know, whatever you want. And hopefully it's not your choice. Like, hopefully you take some kind of quiz or something. That's or what I was like, thinking. Or like, how you build your character is how you get sorted. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want I don't want to choose. Cause like, I feel like that's like cheating or maybe like if you choose, like it sends you down different paths or like, you know, you, when you get like the option, it's like, okay, if you choose Gryffindor, then like you get this bonus powers or so, you know, or, you know, when you play Skyrim, when you choose like intelligence or strength or like, yeah, based upon yeah, the, yeah. I think it's gonna be something like that. Like based upon how you build your wizard, then you get sorted based upon how you built him or whatever. Like so, you don't. Yeah. So. So I think that's that's, be a cool that's game. That's, that just gives me another reason to get PS. PlayStation Five, baby, I'm getting it. I'm gonna be there. Was it, Opening was it night, like seven hundred dollars. It's a four ninety nine. I think for the. But I, I need the one with the disc. That's the disc one, I think. I think it's four ninety nine for the disc because I'm getting the disc one too. I can't get the digital. The digital's two ninety nine. Let's see PlayStation prices. Even though this isn't the place to talk about this, but we're already here, so. 
Um, four ninety nine for the yeah, four ninety nine for the disc, three ninety nine okay. for the digital. So all right, yeah, all I right, got to do four ninety nine for a disc. That's not bad. Well, I'm gonna sell the PS4 and the Xbox One. So the Xbox hopefully that'll give me like no money. Well, I'm hoping together that'll give me like two hundred dollars. Oh, easy. Yeah, that could do that. Maybe even three, if you sell some games. Maybe two fifty. Yeah. So, but tell the people they can find right. you, at, bro. You can find me at Ashuber14 on Twitter and Instagram and just check out everything that we got going on. We're, I'm excited for us to get talking about sports on Bros Who Ball and Bros Who Think this week because it's big week. been a big week of sports, uh, crazy injury week in the NFL. It's going to No preseason, no OTAs. Our, that's why. Ruin a lot of our fantasy teams in the coming week. And also basketball heating up. You know, your boy, uh, Lyndon's boy or not boy ad coming in the clutch so i want to i want to know what he has to say about that on thursday super trash but everyone out there i hope you have a great week and go and watch some of the the stuff that we've mentioned on the show and catch up on some of the things like the boys and lovecraft so i hope everyone out there stay safe if you're in this tropical storm range or even on the east coast or you know wherever you're at if you're in the fires in the fires if you're you know in some areas battling corona because we still got a pandemic going on so everyone stay safe enjoy the content enjoy the sports and as always keep binging Bye.